0: Hello, ladies, Kimberly Spellman here, crowned in his glory podcast. I am so very thankful that you are having a conversation with me today. Yes, we are going to sit down and just have a cup of tea, cup of coffee, glass of lemonade, um, whatever you like to drink, praise the Lord. We're going to just sit and have a conversation. You know, um, today I want to just give a big shout out. It's um, Mother's Day week, and today I just want to give a shout out to my mom, Laverne Davis. And you know, one of the things that I was thinking of today is just some things that Mama D Mama Davis, uh, affectionately known. um, What what are some things that she taught me? And so um, three things came to mind. And so today's um, podcast is going to be the three D's of great wisdom from Mama Davis. And so here's the first one that she taught me. She taught me about decreeing and declaring the word of the Lord. And, you know, um, there's many scriptures and I, I today, because of time's sake, I'm going to just kind of go into a few of them. I'm not going to go into great detail on all of them, but I would really um, encourage your heart. To just do some studying on these three D's that I'm going to share with you today. And you know, it's things that um, I've watched, um, I've been able to learn and to participate and bring into my own life um, these three things that my mom taught me. And I'm so very thankful. Um, for the godly heritage that I had, even though sometimes um, life and family can be fun and there can be adventure and there can be ups and downs because we're all living in flesh. um, I know this, that my parents love the Lord. And so because they did, they taught my brother and I to love the Lord. And so I just thank God for the foundation that I could Um, stand upon the shoulders of my parents that I could stand upon and know that um, God was faithful in my life. He would be faithful in my life. And no matter what, he was always there for me. And so um so I want to look at um let's see, let's go to um first Chronicles sixteen twenty four, because we're talking about decreeing and, and declaring. You know, um the declaring and decreeing the word of the Lord, speaking the word of the Lord, um over what we feel what we see what we um experience maybe that we're going through and um you know um i just want to pause just a minute because i just feel the prompting to i'm um, just say maybe this is your first time listening to crowned in his glory podcast i just want to welcome you this is just a uh a conversation that we have on a weekly basis as women, as daughters of the Most High, as ones who are chosen um, by the King. He created us. He formed us before we were even in our mother's wombs. And um, he has crowned us with his glory. And we carry that glory um, inside and outside and everywhere we go in every way, we can uh, uh, just release the glory and the power of the Most High because we are, um, His beloved. Amen. And He has made us. He has formed us and He wants us living fully in His victory, fully crowned in His very glory, fully walking in the glory of the Lord, you know, we walk in the glory of the Lord. And sometimes um, we may have to just really shake something off and say, no, I choose the glory. No, I choose to stay in the presence of the Most High. Because, you know, so many people say, well, you know, is that really possible? Kim, is that really possible? I mean, can you really live in the glory of God? Yes. Yes. Yes, and yes. And how do you do that? You completely renew your mind. You completely yield to the spirit. You die to your flesh. And sometimes that's a minute by minute, minute by minute, minute by minute um, opportunity. <laughs> opportunity. And, you know, we draw upon the very strength, the joy of the Lord that is our strength. So um that just fits right into to this first D that I want to share with you about decreeing and declaring the word of the Lord. That means the word of the Lord has to conti- continually be. In our mouth, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, you are the greatest prophet in your own life. That means that when you speak the word, when you read the word, I would encourage you to read it out loud because your inner being, your hearing, your voice speak the word of God and the power of the written word of God coming forth. So we must Decree and declare the word of the Lord. We must know that we live in that place. We must know that the word of the Lord is the ultimate wisdom and the final say. (laughs) You know, the ultimate place that we find our answers are in the word of God. And the final say is in the word of God. You may be experiencing sickness in your body. Well, I'm here today to tell you that the final say is the word of God that says by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. That means we don't go by the feelings of our flesh. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we deny something. Faith doesn't deny it. Faith changes it. So, I, you know, let's make sure that we keep a balance in the fact that we always want to make sure that we're not just out of fear, out of, you know, pride, out of, you know, well, this is, you know, our dogged determination. No, 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 no. When we encounter something in our life, that we have to answer and decree the Word of God to answer back. We must make sure that we are coming from a place fully engaged in faith in our heart, because faith is the substance that it's made up of the things hoped for, things that we see in the Word of God that have to come in line with our natural and the things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So just because we don't see it, does it mean that it's not reality? It is reality. If it says it in the word, then we can, we can take that and we can say, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Amen. So, um, First Chronicles sixteen twenty four declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. See, it's not based upon an American um, word. It's not based upon a um, um, a Spaniard Spain word. It's not um, based upon a French. Um, word. It's not um, based upon an Asian word. It's not based upon an Indian word. No, it's based upon the kingdom of God, and it applies to every nation. Why? Because it is kingdom. Amen. Okay, so I want to go on to the second the second thing that uh, the three D's of mama D. (laughs) Okay. So the second thing that she taught me is to demand the devil to take his hands off. And, you know, we have to be consistent to, to, to Um, To look at things, the scripture that comes up to to my mind right now and my spirit is um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness. So what does that mean? That means that when we demand the devil take his hands off, that means we say, no, you don't have authority here. No, you, you don't have a right here. You are trespassing. I am in the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of, of, Of God, I walk in a place in this kingdom, in the kingdom family, and you are trespassing. So you must take your hands off in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So we must demand that he keep his hands off of us, keep his hands off of situations and circumstances. You know, um, the thing that, that comes um, in that is that you know sometimes we think, well, I, I don't know. I, you know um, wh- wh- why would I need to do that? Well, because you know Ephesians 6:13 says, "Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, what do we do? We stand." So for us to take our position and demand that the enemy take his hands off, we must be fully armed in our armor, the armor of God. That means we must make sure that when we look, you know, we can't just go to the enemy and um, go unprepared. Let me say it that way, you know, um, the armor of God is, you know, our helmet of salvation. Our, that means our place of of covenant, um, the breastplate of righteousness, knowing who we are and what we carry, um, the shield of faith, knowing that the word of God, that just like I said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but the faith works by love. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. So we have our faith you know our faith fully engaged come on we must have our armor we must make sure that our armor is you know what i like to say shined and ready that means it's there there's no there's no breaches in it it's it's fully ready and so we can't just go into um into a major conversation with the devil and say, you know, thus and so, ill-prepared. And I just want to say this. I think sometimes we also um, go into battles we don't even need to be fighting. Um, We better know that we know that we know. When we choose to go into a spiritual fight We better know what we're dealing with, and we better know how the victory is going to come out, which means that we already know in the Word of God what has been said and how the outcome of it is going to be. And I think sometimes we give the devil um, a whole lot of ammo against us that's unnecessary because we're, we're taking on things that God didn't tell us to take on. And um, so we we just need to be persistent in what he's told us to do and how he's told us to do it and the authority and the place that he's told us to sit in and take, because um, we can do a whole lot in the spirit and a whole lot less in the flesh. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. If um, this helps somebody, please message me. Please, Facebook, Spelman Ministries, message me. Please, if you have my email or, or I'm sorry, my text, um, message me if you're listening to this and this makes sense. Because sometimes we, we open the door to the enemy of unnecessary attacks because we're trying to take him on when God's not instructed us, that's our job. Okay, so if he has told you to take something on and you know that you know that you sit in a place of authority to to take that position and that place and to deal with that, then absolutely do it. Do it, do it, do it. So I'm not saying don't take our place of authority. I'm saying take our place of authority and make sure that it's when God tells us. We are to take that place. Okay, does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I hope I didn't confuse anybody that I did not mean to um, in that. I just want you to know that there are times and places that we start demanded demanding something or saying, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this. Well, okay, is God... The spirit of God as he said, you know what, Kim, I want you to take authority over that right now. Well, OK, so this is what this is how I do it. OK, so I'll just I'll just take it back to my own example. Say I'm I'm um, I've come into knowledge of something. OK, and um And my first reaction would be, well, the Word says da-da-da-da-da, okay, and quote a scripture, which that's true. That's very true. But what I have learned and what I was taught many years ago is to step back and to say, Holy Spirit, I'm hearing you say thus and so. I am hearing you say You've brought to light this, this thing that, that needs to be dealt with. Am I hearing you correctly that this is what I am to do? You know what? He'll answer you. He'll tell you yes. And I will tell you this. He's told me no. He's told me no. You go back to a place in the spirit. And when whenever Whenever that happens, I know that I am to keep my English off of it for that season, and I'm to go back and pray in the Holy Ghost, that he wants to deal with something more in the spirit first. Now, eventually, a lot of times, probably nine out of 10 times, it will eventually come back Well, he'll have me speak something, but it wasn't in the time time. And the Kairos moment that he wanted it dealt with and how he wanted it dealt with in the spirit. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. So when we're taking authority over the devil, we better know when, how, and that it's it's definitely in a place in the spirit. Okay. So praise the Lord. Okay, let me go to the the last um. D, that Mama D taught me, (laughs) and that was how to dispatch my angels. Oh gosh, I'm so thankful. It almost makes me want to cry. I am so very thankful, so very thankful for the commissioning of angels, and I am so very thankful that my mother taught me that it was of utmost importance, of utmost importance to make sure that I dispatched my angels. And I was very aware at a very young age, my parents taught me about the host of heaven that I had on my behalf to work. Okay, so here's, here's, um, Let me get back to the page that I wanted to get back to. I'm sorry. Okay, so here is the scripture that I mean my parents, and I'm going to read it in a couple translations because I think it's it's very important. It's Hebrews 1. Hello, we're back in Hebrews. Hebrews 1, verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Are you an heir of salvation? Oh, my goodness. Are you an heir of salvation? Then you've got ministering spirits, angelic hosts that are there to minister on your behalf. Okay, here's Hebrews 1.14 in the Passion. What role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to look at the ESV of Hebrews 1:14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? That's us. We are to inherit salvation. And because we are to inherit salvation, ministering spirits are sent forth to serve us. Are you you commissioning and dispatching the host of heaven, the angelic host that have been Assigned to you? Are you? Are they just sitting with? You know, I. I this is something that when I was real young, kind of this word picture um, came to me, and it's something that not only helped me as a, as a young person, but then all the way um, till now. And I taught my my sons this. You know, um, when I was young, and and I'm going to tell a little testimony here in the last minutes about angelic host, okay, ministering spirit sent forth. Um, my parents, very young, um, were very aware of angels. Whenever I was probably, let's see, I have to think about this, but when I was probably seven years old to eight years old, um, my parents had gatherings in their home. And They would, they were Friday night prayer services and they would, um, pray for people. They would pray. They would, um, it was just a gathering and, and people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, mind you, I was born in 1970. So this was a between about 76 to 78, somewhere in that area. They were, um, there were people that were being filled with the spirit. there were people that were being healed. there were people that were being saved all in my parents' living room <laughs> and um I remember there being such powerful um demonstration and um to where even with my brother, there was an angelic um an a, a encounter that totally changed his life forever that um, drew him into a place with the Lord um, when he was very young. And so I was always that was always something that my parents would would encourage. They would tell us, you know, we go get on our bike to go ride down the street. And my mom would say, have you commissioned your angels to protect you? You know, I mean, those kind of things. We get in a car and, and it was very easily spoken. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for angelic hosts that, that go make our way clear and, and keep us as we go. I mean, so there was, there was a commissioning, a commissioning. So it was something that was very, um, in front of my brother and I. So, you know, people talk about angels. Well, I've never seen one. But I've known when they were there. I'm telling you, um, I, I've known, I've sensed them to where I mean, I do not even want to open my eyes because of, you know, the reverential fear of the Lord. So fast forward to me being in high school and I was with a neighbor, um, very good close family friend uh you know of our families we were like siblings um in 4-h together and i was riding in a vehicle in a truck with sheila she sheila was driving long story short um the county had come in and oiled a gravel road and then left it for the for the day they were going to actually blacktop it but they left it and they did not put any signage out And so we went over, um, a crossroad and then went through to this, um, area that had been oiled and Sheila lost control. And instead of hitting the accelerator, I believe she probably, or instead of hitting the brake, I believe she probably hit the accelerator because long story short, we went through a ditch back up an embankment and knocked down I don't know, 150 yards, 100 yards of um, barbed wire fencing and fence post and a fence post hit me in the right side of my neck and upper back shoulder area. And we ended up upside down in the ditch and we both ended up crawling out of that vehicle and walking. Yes. Walking to the closest neighbors, which was probably, I don't know, half a mile or a mile. And, um, of course I had injury. She had injury. Um, but God did protect us. Well, I say all that because I remember, um, Earlier in that day, we had gone into town and we were working on a a Fort Bend, uh, um, not a Fort Bend, a Needville fair um, parade float. And so we were we were doing all kind of activities. And I got back into the truck and we were just we were talking. We were, you know, just having a good old time. And the Lord brought back to my remembrance that I didn't really do a lot of commissioning. The only thing is we were kind of driving and all of a sudden in my, in in my heart, I just said, thank you, Lord, for your angels. That's all I said. That's all I said. I didn't say anything else. And lo and behold, 10 minutes later, we're upside down in a ditch. So I am so thankful because they, looking at the vehicle, looking at what happened, we neither one probably should have been able to, number one, uh, survive the accident, much less crawl out of it. And so I thank the Lord for Angelic Host. And so I tell you that testimony for this very reason, even If you don't really know all the ins and outs and you have to just allow the Holy Spirit to begin to teach you, maybe you're sitting here listening and you're going, Kim, I don't even know the first thing about commissioning an angel or dispatching an angel. Well, you know what? Holy Spirit will teach you and guide you. And I will simply say this. All you have to do is say, thank you, Jesus, for ministering spirits Angels on assignment, keeping me in Jesus' name. It's that simple, and it can start right there. And then you can just simply say, teach me about angels. Teach me, Lord, about commissioning and de- declaring and decreeing and, and dispatching. Teach me what I need to see. In your word about declaring your word about being being in a place of taken dominion and 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 just allowing the the enemy to be silenced and not given any voice and and thank you for helping me understand um, how to dispatch my angels and how to how to know how to know. When it comes to um, just these three D's, you know, I, I hope that this conversation today kind of encouraged you, helped you, gave you a little bit of something um, to think about, um, something to pray about, something to ask the Holy Spirit about. And um, I am thankful that God, um, He teaches us, He trains us, and He knows exactly where we are and how we can just start with today we can just say today okay today i am going to look at what i need to look at i am going to learn what it means to decree and declare the word of the Lord." Make sure that it's forever in my mouth. I'm speaking it, I'm hearing it. I know that the word of God has power. I'm taking and demand taking authority and demanding that the enemy take his hands off of me, of those around me, my country, my world. Yes. Amen. And I am dispatching my angels. And I am going to spend much time, much, much time praying in the Spirit and allowing the Spirit to lead and guide me into all truth in all three of these D's and also to position me in a place in the Spirit.